welcome everybody to Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with David and Connor. David Sterling, Connor Ennis, Dave Stevens is working in California. So uh, he just texted us and said, you'll probably have to go on without me. I'm still at work and not sure when I'll be able to leave. That's totally fine. Dave has a very important job, guys. Very important job in the chemical engineering field, making that whey protein process for dairy plants and shit like that. And so when he goes out of town, his hours aren't eight to five. They're like seven to whenever the fuck he gets finished. You know, it's ridiculous. But it's fine. He's got an excused absence. Yeah. Um, he travels a lot, doesn't he? He's uh, done the podcast from China. He's done the pod- podcast from Idaho, uh, Montreal, all those. Yeah, yeah. Florida. Those you know, he's Florida, all over the place. Yeah. All over the board. Um. I'd love to have him do one from Australia. I don't know how we'd do it though, because it'd be way time difference would be like really fucking weird. Yeah. So, you have to do it like right. Well, he did it in China. It's not it, it can't be that much different from China. Yeah, a little bit. Well, yeah, I don't think he's gonna go back to Australia anytime soon. I know when he went there, it was a just like going to China, it was like totally a mind fuck because the time is so off. So right. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, the one time he did it from there, I think he did it was like six AM his time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was right. He couldn't drink. Remember, you can that's right. Couldn't drink that early in the morning. Yeah. yeah. So wow. Yeah. So we took a little break. I think we've been off for like three weeks, sort of. Uh, because well, nothing's been going on in MLS anyways. Uh well, not for us per se. I mean, other teams have been making lots of you know moves and selling guys, and Chicago's made a shitload of money this year, guys. Could you have you noticed that? Chicago has sold two players, I think they've made like 35 million bucks. Jeez, oh wow! I had not Crazy. noticed that. Yeah, I know one. Just, I I remember. I noticed one player went there. I didn't know uh, John Duran. Yeah, Duran went. Duran went. Was announced today, but they also sold that goalkeeper too, and they sold that goalkeeper for like oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes, uh, Slonina, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. Where did he go again? I don't recall. Okay, but the fact of the matter is, teams are making money, and we're kind of sitting there going. So actually, um, did he end up um, going to Chelsea like he was supposed to? He did actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm just yeah. looking at it now. He's uh, wow. He's only 18 years old. Yeah. Wow. That's mm. crazy. So other teams are making moves. We're kind of sitting in the weeds, you know, waiting. Uh, As you but, uh, we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, guys, we should talk about beer because it's been a while. We had any beers. David is not drinking tonight, and I'll let him tell everybody why he's not drinking tonight. David, tell us why you're not drinking tonight. Uh, well, I mean, it was day off of school today uh, for the kids, and so I have a three-tap kegerator, and uh, I partook in plenty of beer on my own while hanging out with neighbors in the middle of the street. So, um, oh, you, you know, I just... Yeah, I did. I kind of forgot that we were recording tonight. And oh, then really? all of a sudden, oh. on like the oh. fourth one, I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> oh. And, oh. Yeah. What time did you guys start that? I off? mean, like noon? Oh, wow. uh, now it was one. Yeah. Oh, it was one o'clock. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's But fine. you know, That's I've fair. been off. I've been off for what? Three? I've skipped three episodes now, I think. Yeah. You've been away for a it's while. It's been a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I wasn't in the groove. So, yeah. It happens. It's, it's, it's yeah. allowed, you know, yeah. drinking beforehand, you know, no big deal. Um, kind of let you go first. Uh, what are you drinking tonight? Well, gentlemen, I have a new brewery. Hey, yeah. um, it is, uh, it is a brewery called it's right in South Minneapolis, like three, four blocks away from where my dad lives, uh, kind of near the 50th and France area. Um, and it's called Wooden Ship Brewing Company. Um, so you've, it's at like 44th and I think, I think it's 44th in France or 44th and like Xerxes or, or something like that. One of those two. Uh, but anyway, I have I, I went with my I went with a favorite, uh, of course, because I'm going with an I always drink an IPAs and this is no different. This is an American IPA. Uh, it says here this IPA is reminiscent of simpler times. Uh, before hazy was the only word people wanted to 
associated with IPAs. And it was hopped with Cascade and Idaho 7 hops. The name of it's a normal IPA. That's a that's a simple IPA. It's a it's a normal IPA. Yeah. And it's good. Um, it's uh, it's 6.3 ABV. So a little bit on the higher side. Not too much, though. Um, and it's good. Uh, you know, I'd definitely go back and get more. I only managed to get in there for a little bit today. But uh, uh, yeah, it was uh, I really want to go back and test out their their tap room again. So, yeah, it's they, awesome. They have, they have a beer called Diversity diversity yeah i think it's uh, a joke i don't know if you i i think it's from anchorman so uh oh. <laughs> uh anchorman i believe they say something the effect of uh we're talking about diversity oh, big wooden ship he, he goes a, a, it's, a, it's a wooden ship it's a yeah. tall wooden ship a wooden yeah. ship. <laughs> <laughs> like no no it's not what it means ron sorry oh, i've yeah. never seen anchorman so i'm really yeah i've never seen it uh, unbelievable yeah, it's... my my wife mm-hmm. raves about it, and she's been trying to get me to see it, but we just haven't found the time. Dude, man, that's mm-hmm. a that's a fantastic movie. I I still quote that movie all the time, all the time. <laughs> I probably shouldn't, but I do. Yeah. Uh, well, great, a new brewery, Wooden Ship Brewing, down in Minneapolis. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, I do not have a new brewery, but I have a new beer. All right, and this one is from uh, was from Blackstack Brewing here in St. Paul. Uh, big shout out to my sister in law Jamie for going after work to pick this up, and uh, complaining about it a little bit, even though it's only like two miles away from her work. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the fact she had to stop in and you know all that stuff. I have guys what's called slime time. This is an ecto cooler sour. Ooh, nice. Ecto cooler. So, what does that mean? Ecto cooler. Yeah, yeah. David. I told. I told you. you David, called I told it. you. you David, called I called it. it. I said only me and David and Dave would understand the reference to this. Uh, Connor, <laughs> when we were in, when we were in school, back in the day, they had the high C, and they had a high C called Ecto Cooler High C. It was it Ghostbusters had a Slimer from Ghostbusters on it. Oh, okay. And that was Damn. like that was like the the thing to have. I mean, that was like. Ecto cooler was everybody had ecto cooler. Okay. You should clarify too that when you say in school, you mean like junior high at the latest. No, no, it was junior high. Okay. See, I remember yeah. high C, but I don't remember that. Yeah, ecto cooler. Yeah, it was like uh, the best high C they had. Yeah, it was. It was the greatest high C they had ever. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if they still make it. I don't think they do. Pretty sure they don't. But ecto uh, cooler. So the guys at Blackstack came up with the, a sour based off of Ecto Cooler, and it, David, look, it looks nice. like Ecto Cooler. Yeah, you know, and it tastes oh. like Ecto Cooler. Oh, you wow. almost think it has to be around for them to be able to make something based off of it. I don't know. I don't. Maybe they got they know like the ingredients in it or something. I don't know. Maybe, but uh, yeah, it tastes like Ecto Cooler that's been liquored up pretty much. I mean, it's this is. This is good shit right here. And it's it only five percent. Like, so it looks like you can buy it at Walmart. You do have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But it looks yeah. nothing like it did. Yeah. Yeah. There was a the packaging was a little different. Huh. But, All right. I'll uh, have to go try it. Yeah. So yeah, this is an ecto cooler sour. Um you can try to find it in stores. I didn't have an opportunity. I I looked at a couple places to find it. Didn't find it. Had to go right to the source at the brewery. And uh, yeah, it doesn't even look well. Yeah, that's the old school right there. Yeah, that's the old yeah. one. Yeah. This is yeah, on eBay. Old. Yeah. What do they want? Ooh. Like 50 bucks? Oh, it's, a for fr- that? it's a fridge magnet. Thank God. Oh, fridge. Oh, okay. That's what, that's what. <laughs> they're selling old. They're selling old Echo coolers on eBay. <laughs> yeah. um, but you can, I, I don't know if you can still get this at Blackstack. She got this for me a week ago. They were, sell, they were selling four packs of it there. I think it's a limited thing. They started, they came out with it in December and I think it's pretty limited. So you can try. But uh, huh. if you're an Ecto Cooler fan, this That's is awesome. the beer for you. Yeah. It is right. very cool. Yeah. It's very good right. stuff. I've seen some reviews of people saying they didn't like it, probably because they never had Ecto Cooler before. So I don't give a shit. I love this stuff. It's good stuff. Well, I'm Blackstack, have some... you've done it again. Blackstack, another, another great beer from Blackstack. 
I might bring a can yeah. with me to work for my lunch tomorrow to like make it kind of seem like I'm back in school. Maybe. You know? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know so, what yeah. you should do is you should funnel it into a juice box or something like that. I should I should do that. Yeah. Good idea, Connor. Good idea. Um, so yeah, those are our beers for tonight. Uh Dave's not available to have any beer from California. So maybe he'll bring some back for us and uh we can do that. Uh guys, moving on to MLS soccer and the loons, really. Uh the loons are down. We've traveled down to Florida. They're doing their spring training preseason down in Florida the next uh, couple like week or two. Then they're off to uh Coachella, is it? Yeah, the, the Coachella thing out in uh out in California, which looks oh, that's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. A lot of a lot of teams involved in that like tournament, the preseason tournament, which looks pretty cool. Um, but yeah, they're right now they're down in Florida. Um, the only guy who I think isn't with them, and this has been kind of a watch. Uh, people are looking at the pictures online of Twitter and the Facebooks and seeing who, who they can see. Well, there's one glaring m- missing guy, and that's uh, Renoso. He is not there uh, for reasons everybody probably realizes. His court cases and down in Argentina and uh, still dealing with that whole uh, assault on the kid, and uh, which we thought had kind of magically gone away, but I guess not. Uh, I guess it hasn't. So we'll see. I haven't seen anybody. Have you guys seen anything on online regards to like Heath or any front office people talking about it? It's been uh, slim pickings. No. Yeah. Yeah. So that tells me that either they're very worried or they're not worried at all. So uh, one of two things. Uh, But um, guys, the roster is shaped right now is pretty much just what it was last year. Am I wrong? Uh, I mean, no, I mean, it's basically, yeah, it hasn't really changed a whole lot. Um, No, it hasn't. I mean, I think there are some probably additions that we expect to see on the 18 that we did not see, like, for instance, way up. I mean, he wasn't technically on the 2022 roster. You have to think he's going to be on the 23. Um, And then obviously our our, uh, draft picks. Um, You know, Pat, well, Paddleford, he didn't really do anything last year. He should be, I would bet he'll be on our um, roster this year. Um, Yeah, I mean, it is basically what we saw at the end of last season, plus our draft picks and um, what uh, Irwin. Irwin is an addition. Yeah, um, there were a couple, of, and there were a couple other additions they made. Some MLS veterans they made that were kind of just depth pieces uh, under the radar yeah. type of stuff, which yep. we talked about already. Um, and of course, we got the we had the MLS uh, draft too. Um, that's hap- yeah. that happened a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we uh, signed. Yeah, we signed. Team, e- so. We signed Eway. Um, signed Eway and, uh, and um, who, who was the other guy? <laughs> I had this stuff ready for tonight too. Um, yeah, um, oh boy, the MLS. Yeah, that's uh, nope, I don't remember. Oh, Jeep Jeba. Yeah, Ryan yes, Jeba. Jeba. Yeah, Ryan yep. Jeba, the guy from Union uh, Omaha. Back. That's right. Left back, I believe. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. Left back. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Left back. So, uh, yeah, so we got those guys. Uh, of course, we will have a couple players back who we missed some time for injury last year, and that is uh, DeBossi should be back and ready to go. Uh, he should be back at center back. And Asani Dotson, I believe, should be almost ready. You know, I did see footage. I did see footage of him on the training ground with uh, mm-hmm. with the other players, so... Yeah. Hopefully he's at least doing light training. Um, mm-hmm. uh, again, there's been very little word uh, yeah. from Minnesota on how he's doing or how anybody's doing for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, the little footage I've seen him, it's looking hopeful that he'll be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. For at least the beginning of the season. Yeah. yeah. 
So we're kind of running it back with the same squad, uh, which we've done the past couple of years. And then all of a sudden during uh, spring training and stuff, we kind of magically pull somebody out, uh, pick somebody up or whatever. Um, guys, I mean, where are our needs here? I think are there are a couple areas that we need guys in. I think we need, of course, youth at our, our center back positions. Yeah. Um, we could probably use another midfielder, uh, because as of right now, yeah. we've got trap trap and, uh, Ariaga starting. So maybe Hassani Dotson helps out in that aspect. Uh, but, and that, uh, yeah, forward, we're not getting younger. No, no, they're not. not. And, uh, at forward, I mean, we've got Amaria, but the question is, and I think a lot of people are questioning this is Keith confident that, that Amaria is the guy moving forward. Well, I mean, I mean there's no reason to believe he wouldn't be, um, you know, I think, there were there were so many issues um in, in in the squad last year to say that some of it could have impacted his lack of success um some people would argue that he was the reason that he didn't wasn't successful i mean it, you know, it's difficult you you see a lot of i it, personally i think ray uh, tries to shoulder too much burden that leaves very little service worthwhile service for the forwards um you know you have players that try to do too much like franco leaves very little for the up top you have tactics that he has proven time and time again that he's not any good at um where he's allowing uh, and Maria to get a hold of the ball way too deep and that mm-hmm. blows it. You know, you, I, I recall sometime toward the end of the season, we were discussing how, you know, it, when Ray gets the ball further up the pitch and Maria is left to expose the defense yep. um, and very little. And that just had, didn't happen very often. Um, so it's hard to say, I mean, I, like I said, I just don't see any reason why he can't be successful this year. But I don't know that we want to go into the season as, you know, Wea being the other option. Right. Well, yeah, Wea or Menor Garcia also had a little bit of a cup of coffee with the team and looked good. I think Mender looked real good in some ways, a little bit quicker, a little bit more athletic. Uh, I liked... God, I, I think there was one game where they had Mender and Emery in at the same time, and I was yeah. like, "This is this is what I like. This is something we could really do." But of yeah, course, the, he wasn't going to do that. Yeah, that is great though. I mean, when Mender Garcia comes in halfway through the season, and now he's had a little bit of calm time to yep. uh, to practice with the team, and he's still got a little bit more before the season gets underway. He'll get some. Uh, He'll he'll get he'll get some help uh, playing with the team with that Coachella tournament. Uh, so I'm hoping that introduces a new dynamic where Mender Garcia can either play that uh, playmaker role, that second playmaker role on side of Reynoso, or uh, even just that uh, uh, just that second maybe that second striker that can team up with uh, with Amaria. I'd love to see a Minnesota version of Andy Cole and Dwight York. So that'd be, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, I think um, we're, we're getting to a point that this squad almost needs to play four, three, three because, you know, Mender should be on the right. Mm-hmm. Um, as Connor, you said playing next to Ray, um, you know, and Franco should be on the pitch on the left and Ray should be in the middle. Um, but Amaria should probably be on the pitch too. So now all of a sudden you're you're really looking at a situation where you should have Garcia, Amaria, and Franco all up top. 
and then oh. Ray in the middle, and then you have to figure out those two wings. Which... Well, the good news with that is uh, Lud can has proven he can play pretty much anywhere, and then you've got Dotson, who also can play pretty much anywhere. Right. I mean, um, so really, you may be making an argument that there should be a 2-6-3, I mean, yeah, um, it's, it's a... It's a, there's a lot of combinations that you could throw out there. I just don't think Adrian Heath is going to do that. He's going to stick with what he knows best. Yeah, I think so. Um, You know, uh, uh, that's the problem. Like, I don't know that he knows it best, though. You know, and I feel like the 4 2 3 1 is, is like the, this most simplistic outside of your basic 442 like it, it's not that complex of a of a formation i mean you don't have to have it be that complex of a formation and and he can't even figure out the simplistic form of it i mean it's it's very 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 frustrating and when we are constantly looking for two to three more players Every offseason, because the previous season we never got the two to three more players that we needed, it just makes it even worse. And that's what we're looking at again this season. Yep. And uh, you've you've got um, when you've got uh, uh, a lineup. I I can't speak, guys. Apparently, (laughs) Um, so when you've got a lineup like the the four 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 two three one that uh, Heath has been playing, and you get the results that you have with. Minnesota, uh, which has the talent to go a lot further than they have uh, because they've got one of the best playmakers in the league. The front four, when on, when they're on, they're on, they're on fire. Um, but there's so much inconsistency with that because Heath keeps moving his players around and he keeps, uh, um, he just... It uh, keeps going back and forth from that four two three one to the four three three, so the players can't get used to it. Um, right. And unfortunately, like you said, David, that's uh, that's the the norm. That that's what Heath is uh, Heath is used to. That's the that's what he uh, likes to do in his games. And unfortunately, that's just good enough to make the playoffs in all years. But he will never go any further than that. Okay. So he needs to do something. We've seen it. Uh, again, we can talk about any type of lineup you want to, any type of formation you want to, but he's going to stick where he knows. That is what he knows. That's that. And he does not like to go out of his comfort zone. He hates it. Yeah. Adrian Heath hates doing anything different on this club. Yeah. yeah. And, it, you know, you know, what is it when you do the same thing over and over and over and over again, expecting a different result. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, eventually somebody needs to, somebody in that organization needs to put their foot down and say, you know, you just got an extension. You yeah. need to figure this shit out because you don't deserve to be here. Um, right. And it, you know, we can say what we want about his son being scouting whatever he is um but there is something inherently wrong with this team scouting um their inability to bring in players once they scout them you know scouting them to a point where they see some talent but they don't scout enough to realize that that's like a kind of high level view of that talent yeah and then they bring him in and it's not what they thought i mean it's it's a mess this team has been a mess from day one in that aspect mm-hmm. and it's it it feeds into everything that he does yeah um and you know i don't know I, I, that i don't know that combined with the fact that they're really not willing to spend big money on and right. on, on any players i think their their biggest transfer was emmanuel reynoso which is fine it's uh what, what was it 5.5 did it ended up being or Something i can't like remember that. what the transfer yeah. fee was yeah. um with i mean which is fine it's a good buy for uh 
uh, for Minnesota in that way. But uh, then you've got, I mean, they're never willing to spend any money on uh, maybe the next Miguel Almiron or, or uh, uh, you know, just some young talent from Europe or some young talent from uh, um, South America. And it's yeah. just, it's, it's not enough. The, the players they play, the players they buy are good, but not great. And the, and the money shows it. Yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, you can't, you can't be looking at 31 year olds from Korea. Which I mean, if that's the money that you're going to spend, that's what you're going to get. And that's not going to help the squad. I mean, you can't be, it, it's like, they're always trying to play to win this year. And they're not thinking about building a system yep. that maybe they're not going to win this year and maybe they not, may not win next year or even two years from now. But in three or four years, they've now built a squad that is sustainable for four years. And right. they're just not willing to invest money anywhere. I mean, honestly, they're not willing to invest money anywhere. Yeah. Nope. Uh, let's talk about those two players from Korea guys, South Korea. Um, originally the rumors were that uh Cho Gui Sung, is it Choi Gui Sung? Cho Gu Sung? Cho Cho Gu Sung? Yep. 24-year-old yep. uh center forward from the South Korean national team. Uh originally they it what looked like the uh the loons were offering a lot more anybody in Europe was. I think Celtic was in there and yeah. uh, who was Celtic Rangers. Rangers, were Rangers was also there, yeah. And it looked like we were offering $5 million for the guy and Celtic and Rangers were offering around $3 million. Plus, we're offering a sell-on bonus. Uh, yep. But yep. he wants to play in Europe. I don't disagree with that. Uh, no. You're a 24-year-old from South Korea. Do you really want to come to MLS and play for the MLS Cup and the U.S. Open Cup? Because the other uh, option is to go and play for the premier team in Scotland. Yeah. Which exactly who is right. namely gonna make the Champions League every single year. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that's the difference there. Uh yeah. so I think they've kind of switched gears a little bit and said, Oh, there's another guy on the South Korean national team. Uh that is uh Wang uh Wang Yu Jo, uh, who is 30 years old also a forward and that's what david you're talking about is that they went from a guy who's 24 great talent and then of course he said now i want to europe and so they go oh well there's this other guy he's 30 so he probably he might want to come to the mls and uh he's a forward and kind of a he could play the left and the right and he can play center forward or striker and uh we'll we'll pick him up it's like why yeah Yeah. it's it's the most it's the most amateur scouting there is it's like you know korea makes a splash in the world cup mm-hmm. and it, every american scout i'm sure is like oh well let's see who we can take from this roster and it, it's like oh the first guy didn't want to come so we'll, oh we'll go with the next guy yeah. i mean it's it's like it's not even i mean that's not even like football manager or fifa mm-hmm. you know no it's not you know 15 year old in his basement scouting that's like th- that's just like lazy it's, yeah, it's completely lazy. Yeah, and I say it, two, it, two things about the scouting guys. One yeah. is, can you guys imagine Adrian Heath's kid watching the World Cup and watching South Korea and then calling his dad? They'd be like, "Hey, dad, there's this great guy on South Korea. I think we should pick him up." And then, of course, they, whatever. And two, David, to your point, this reminds me of the uh, LA Raiders picking up guys who did great in the Super Bowl for like one game. Like uh, there was a, I'm trying to think it was Larry, was it Larry Brown or somebody like that? He was a Cowboys cornerback. He had two interceptions in the, in a, in a Super Bowl game and the Raiders paid him an ex- extremely high amount of money to get him. And he wasn't that good. Same yeah. thing with uh same thing with your guy. Uh, was it Desmond Howard? That's uh, right. Had a, had a yeah. great game in the yeah. Super Bowl, ran a kickback, and guess who got the Raiders wanted him yeah, and yeah. paid him a shitload of money. It's like, dude, he's a return guy. Yeah. Why are you paying him? And that's because, oh, look looked good in the Super Bowl. Now, yeah. same thing, guys. You look good in the World Cup, and all of a sudden it's like, 
just because they had a couple of good games in the World Cup doesn't mean they're great players. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. I, I just think um, you you look at, and it, this is the other thing, you look at what we, for Sun, you know, we looked at what we were going to offer compared to what I, I think Celtic was the, was the offer that I saw. It was almost double overall yeah. when you consider the sell-on and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you think? Like, if you're trying to incentivize him to come to the U.S. Mm-hmm. to a point that you're almost paying double what a European club is going to pay him, something tells me that it's probably not the guy you want. Yeah. And you probably don't know about him as much as you should. Like, I mean, it just, it just feels like, Oh, he, you know, he's a, he's a, a popular name in the circles. So let's go after him. They don't really think about what they're going after. They don't really um, think about what he might offer. Or they don't really think about whether or not what they're going to um try to pay is even on par. I mean, you see the transfers that we're seeing these days, the the fees are just going through the roof. And it's, it's mainly because there are a bunch of really desperate teams that need players. Mm -hmm. And so they're willing to fork out the money to get that player. Yeah. We don't need to be desperate. I mean, we're, we're in the MLS. We don't need to be desperate. I mean, you, the top half of the conference makes the playoffs. For God's sake, you don't need to be desperate. Right. Just go out and be patient and find someone, and then pay the money that he's worth. And I don't think we have anybody in this organization that knows what that looks like. I just don't. Yeah. And then you've got so, uh, you, you've got the let alone the fact that Huang Wee Joe, a, a player like him. He's playing for Olympiacos right now on loan from, from Nottingham Forest. And apparently in his last 12 matches, he's only had one assist and no goals. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. not, a, not a great look, especially for a premier Greek team who also makes the Champions League every year. And it's, uh, I mean, after 12 matches, Olympiacos already want to terminate his loan. And so... Does, does this and even to that anybody? point, Con. Yeah. Uh, there's probably a few people that I could think of does that it, might Wait, remind what? you this the situation with him, does it remind you of any player that Loons might have picked up? Uh, well, let's see. We have an award named after one that well no kind no, of no. like that. No, I, so somebody, um, somebody somebody who whose own team was disinterested in them to the fact where he's not really playing a lot. Yeah, and then we picked him up. Remember yep. we, we, Mr. Mr. Unu. Mr. Anu, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's true. I mean, you know, but we've had a few players like that, though. Even yeah. I mean, um, look at uh, Tommy for, for yeah. his sake. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Tommy, and then there was um, uh, what's his name that we ended up loaning out to uh, Pachuca? Uh, Romario, 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 Romario played in the World Cup this summer mm-hmm. or this winter. Um, in fact, Angelo Rodriguez kind of falls into that category. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, true. I mean, it, that's kind of our MO, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think, but Connor, to your point of, about being on loan to Olympiacos from Nottingham Forest. Okay. If he can't even play on Nottingham Forest, yeah, I'm not, I'm not bashing Forest. But they're not like a premier team. No. I mean, he can't even get minutes on a premier team. Uh, I mean, on a basically a championship side. Right. That is, you know, okay. Yeah. I mean, MLS is trying to be a premier league. They're right. trying to say we're as good as some of these major European first tier leagues. Yeah. You can't be going for cast outs from essentially championship teams in yeah. England. Right? Especially when can't. this especially when this guy's it looks like this guy's career he's he's he, what did he what did we say? He's 30 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's probably got 
two or three years left in a maximum, I would Maybe. say. Right. Yeah. Um, it's so yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, I mean, he really reminds me. As soon as I saw the the story about it, um, he really reminds me of Angelo Rodriguez. I mean, this is it's looking exactly like that scenario. Well, well again, these twilight types, of his career and types of guys. It's funny. It's it's it reminds me of the Minnesota Twins back in the day. They would uh, just go pick up uh, retreads from championship teams or guys who were on the bench of places and put them in their starting lot. Big, like, hey, he's he's still thirty. He's still got some left in him, and they never did well, ever. Right. You know, you no. can't. You are and guys. Before we move on from this, the biggest thing that is really holding this team back is the lack of a youth academy for so long, youth like yeah. movement for so long. And we just started this whole MNUFC two the deuce thing last year, um, so we really have no pipeline. You look at these teams like the Houston's and and Chicago's and all these teams who can bring in great players, yeah, have them come in for a couple of years, sell them for a shitload of money, and then you got money to spend. You know, we need to have that pipeline. We need to have yeah. that. Yeah, we can't keep going out and buying. The problem with Adrian Heath right now, he'll go out and try to find young players from South America or wherever he can get for cheap and hope that they turn out well and maybe sell them. Well, the only guy that's really turned out well has been Ray. Yeah. And right. I don't know if anybody's coming knocking on the door to get him. I'm, I'm sure they have, but I think Keith is so like, he doesn't want to get rid of him because he's like the car. I mean, he's like the key piece in the cog here in the, in the wheel. So, what do we do? We go out and get all these other younger players. Al Benitez. I mean, what? Yeah. You know, what was going to happen with that guy? Well, Benitez, yeah. I think that's still a little soon to tell, but. Um, well, you know, I think that it's, it's a good, it's a good example. Like Benitez yeah. falls into there, you know, uh, Menders, even in there, a Bongi's one of those guys mm-hmm. yeah. where, you know, they like find these young players with a lot of raw talent and they hope, mm-hmm. yeah, they hope something happens. I mean, I guess there's a, a level of hope in all transfers there's, when they're young, but it's, it's still, you want to see some evidence that that's going to, that there's a high ceiling. I don't know that any of these players really show scream high ceiling. They kind of average. Like, well, yeah, honestly. It, no. Yeah. But that's, that's been our whole thing. It's been, it, this is what we do this because we don't have a youth system coming up. We have to do this. Right. Right. Whereas a lot of teams have a youth thing coming up, they can go out and pick and choose like, oh, there's a young guy from South Africa. We can pick up, put him through our youth stuff. Hope he kind of prospers. Here, we pick him up. We stick him right as of, you know, a year or two ago. We stick him right onto our roster. Yeah. Or, here they are. Or they just don't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they can't. But the other thing, too, is they can't because we don't have any backup. You know, we have, we have the deuce now. At least we can throw guys there. But we didn't have that. Right. So – what do you do? You sit these guys on the bench and hope they get better. Not going to happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, you have to be willing, you have to be ballsy and let them play. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to put them on the bench, you have to, you know, and you want them to develop, you have to say, Oh, 80th minute. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's put out way up, you know, or, yeah. you know, it's we're up by two goals. It's, 75th 80th minute okay let's put in paddleford you know i mean like you that's how you have to do it and adrian heath is not remotely going to do that no um he hates he hates dealing with that use talent and he just doesn't want to break his mold you have to use your substitutions to do that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff yeah and he you know the only time he brings them in of course guys is when we play like uh some german league team and a little friendly Which this year, who are we playing this year? Do you guys remember who we're playing this year? Uh, oh, Johnny was John, super excited. Johnny yeah. was excited about it. Yeah, that's uh, not Eintracht. I, I know it's not Eintracht. No, it's it's a Bundesliga two team, isn't it? Yeah. Um, just keep talking. I'll I'll pull it up. Yeah, sorry. So right. That here. is that is true though. You know, like every every time you see a sub a sub at uh, Allianz Field. Um, it's for one of our top, top 11, it's always the pretty much three out of the same five people, every single game. And you've got 
so you've got Bongi coming in, which I mean, he's youthful, but he's, uh, you, you know, he, he's a, I mean, I guess he's a borderline starter, which isn't really saying much. Um, right. And then you've got, and you're also bringing on someone like McMaster who is barely getting any playing time and you've got, or you've got uh God, who else? I, I got to brush up on my, my roster here. It's been a this while. Is, this is like the uh, servant, the, uh, trivia that we couldn't think of anybody on our team well right guys i'm sure i'm sure there's guys we're not thinking about on the roster right now or guys who should be on the roster this is just kind of a grand overview kind of what's going into the into the season here things are going to start filtering out as we go through spring through spring training so through our yeah our um german team this year is fc kaiser slouten kaiser slouten that's the one yeah. That's who, I, I uh, probably just completely butchered that, but I know it's a slot. Um, yeah, Kaiser Slot. That's who uh, Miroslav Klosa played for back in the day. Oh, that's why Johnny's so excited about the damn yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah, okay. He's a big Klosa fan. So, Kaiser uh, Slautern. There we go. Yeah. Kaiser Slautern. Yeah. So, guys, moving off of this uh, whole roster thing, because it's got me all heated about shit now. And I'm like, <laughs> I was feeling kind of okay about the roster now i'm all like he did and i'm like fuck we're gonna lose every game this year um let's talk we we have some questions guys from our yeah, twitter we got followers. a few didn't we? got a few questions let's let's right. read them out let's try to uh let's try to um answer them as best as we can uh first question from mark fangmeyer and mark this is great when he when he oh, wow. tweeted this i was like what yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, of course, fifty was it fifty one fifty podcast? Is that what it is? The uh, mm-hmm. he's a uh, is that what he does? The fifty one five fifty one yeah five fifty one podcast guy. Um, he said, "Why is Kalen Kyle absolutely correct that Adrian Heath is the only coach <laughs> who can turn Everton's misfortune around?" And uh, K- Kalen Kyle had had tweeted, "Adrian Heath to Everton in all, any capacity, please." Sad to see such an iconic club like this. And uh, I had to look at the, I, I don't watch Premier League for much. I had to look at the uh, standings. Everton oh, yeah, sucks bad. this year. Yeah. Everton's bad. Yeah. I, I mean, Everton's been pretty rough, but um, yeah. I mean, to be fair, no, I'm a bit biased because Lampard's the manager. Uh, Everton, they don't know how to invest in anything. They're a lot like Minnesota. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think he's had any help whatsoever in getting a team that could possibly do anything. But yeah. um, with that said, I was completely shocked at this tweet because I, I was like, well, wait, is she saying that um, he needs to leave Minnesota? Um, and it, to be fair, um, sure. Why not? I mean, it, <laughs> he he's an Everton legend, you know, uh, yeah. he's, he's, I mean, it it could be the Mikel Arteta uh, factor, where a former Arsenal player coaches Arsenal now, and now Arsenal's at the top of the table. I, um, I don't think Arteta is that. Spe- I mean, he's a good coach, but he's not that special of a coach. Um, but I, I mean, think Arsenal's just a well-built roster, though. You know, they didn't spend yeah. a lot of money, but they're well-rounded and they've it's built well. Um. Gosh, I mean, I can't imagine Adrian Heath managing in the in anywhere it, above it's be, League One. This uh, is because it's because Mark just wants Adrian Heath to go away, though. Well, of course it is, but yeah. <laughs> it's it's just I don't know. I mean, have we have we looked to see if this is a real tweet? I never I checked never. to see if I, I never went on her Twitter feed to see if Kayla if I could actually Iowa. find it. But I mean, well. To me, I I feel like your daughter-in-law begging for you to leave your current job in the U.S. and go back to England makes would would give me pause in whether or not she has any confidence in me doing my job. You know. I mean, yeah. Because, you know, he's got a good thing here. I mean, right? I mean, you can't, from his perspective, and I would assume his family's perspective, yeah. right. I mean, this is a pretty good I mean, gig. Oh, he's got it. Um, he's, he's, 
he's got the whole run of the place here. I mean, this is yeah. like this is like a gold mine for him. Uh, you get to bring your son in as a scout. You get to kind of do whatever the fuck you want in terms of roster movements. I mean, if he goes to Everton, is that it's not going to be like that though? I mean, no, I believe that Everton will be yeah. on a short leash. You know, well, and they I won't mean, even won't even have a leash. It'll just be like a, well, a rope around his neck. I mean, from an Everton perspective, though, bringing Adrian Heath back would be a coup because they could have a lot of promotional shit with him they can make sure. a lot of money they can make a shitload yeah. of money actually yeah but just, you know you know the the owners though aren't they like they're not they're not english right i feel like they're middle eastern or something like i don't think there's any they don't give a shit value in oh. that to them oh. i don't think oh uh no. yeah the, the owner of uh everton is a british iranian businessman uh, yeah. shareholder of USM, whoever that is. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. uh, diversified Russian holding company. Well, that sounds interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think, I don't, I, yeah. I, if it was somebody that was a, you know, legit English owner who maybe had ties to mm-hmm. the Evertonian community, like maybe they would see value in something like that. Um, and I think even Heath might even be pulled to something like that. But the fact that I, I just don't, um, I thought it was, I, I just thought it was funny because obviously we all know Mark wants Heath out. Um, hmm. And uh, he he can't stand the fact that Harrison is where he is. And honestly, I don't, I don't know, I'm indifferent on that, but yeah. um, I'm, I, I, I'm not a big nepotism guy. I just don't, I, I yeah. think that, when you play the nepotism game in any kind of professional sports, you're always going to get pushback from fans about why For the sure. fuck is that guy's here. Yeah. And I, I, again, I don't know what Adrian Heath's son does for scouting. I don't right. know if he sits on a couch and plays FIFA all day and says, oh, this guy looks good. We should get this guy. I don't know what he does. Yeah. But, and, you know, and the reality is, is a lot of scouts are failed players. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, I, I think I saw somebody make that argument that, you know, Harrison wasn't even good as a player. And I'm like, well, a lot of people, I mean, a lot of coaches are failed players. Right. Um, yeah. you know, they, they realize they can't play. So they teach um, or you-, you can, you can recognize, I mean, hell anyone, even the three of us have at least a sliver of ability to recognize talent and yeah, we're yeah. not anything, yeah. you know, when it comes to playing, um, well, you don't need to have a good, career playing to recognize talent but uh, i agree tony i'm not a big nepotism person either Um, yeah Um, i mean dave's been on numerous trips for this podcast scouting players he has yet to bring one back it's obviously yeah well he's in california now he could probably bring uh someone from lafc or the san diego loyal or something like that no he should be out scouting colleges we should be well he's probably at the colleges right now yeah. But uh, that's a whole different. That's a whole different story. Scouting colleges, yeah. Yeah. scouting. Yeah. Hey, I'm an Asian. Hey, my name's Dave Stevens. Uh, no, so uh, Mark, thanks for the question. I uh, hope we answered it for you. Uh, let's go to this one, guys, from El Guerrero. Uh, what away days are you most looking forward to next season? Well, this is a loaded question here. Yeah, because I was looking forward to Montreal. Yeah, and then because my Mexico trip didn't happen, my wife decided, Hey, we need to do a trip with the girls. Let's quick, you know, end of the summer trip. Well, we'll go to Duluth. Well, let's go to Duluth the weekend after school's out. Well, guess what weekend that is the weekend we're Montreal. fucking playing in Montreal. June to, oh my goodness. Well, I can't wow. go to Montreal. I was looking forward to this shit. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was, man, I even, I even, I even tried to get them to go with us. I said, how about you guys come with us? You guys can check out Montreal. We can all check out Montreal. I got to do the podcast. I got to go game. The rest of the time, we got, nope, they don't want to do that. They want to go. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah find there's, my, there's my answer. Yeah. Yeah, Montreal is on my list too, but uh, I'm still ma- thinking about making that drive down to St. Louis on April Fool's Day. Um, there you go. Because I, I want to see that new, uh, that new City Park Stadium down there. I, I, I want to see if St. Louis is the real deal in MLS. I don't, think 
I don't think he'll be alone, Connor. I think there'll be a lot of Loons fans going for that game. Yeah, and uh, I, I know I'll be – I haven't decided whether or not I'm going to go down yet, but I know i got to make this decision sometime in the next couple of weeks because those yeah. away tickets are going to be sold on the Wonderwall soon. And so yeah. I, got, I definitely got to um, decide – uh, but uh, the other one, uh, if there's an away there's an away game in Austin on May 31st, that one I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, um, it'd be great to go. I I, I really want to get down to KC too. I still have never been to KC for a game. Wow. So uh, I I definitely want to do that. I where where do we when do we play play in KC? Um, oh, it's decision way at the end of the year. Decision yeah. day, yeah. We play in yeah. KC on decision day. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you yeah. know, I don't think I'm going to be doing anything away. Um, yeah. You know, Austin, if it would have ended, if it had been later in the year, I might have done it. Um, Houston's hey. in the middle of just July. I'm not doing that. Um, no. But, uh, you know, yeah, I probably won't be doing anything. I was, um, I'm trying to get up to a home game. So there you go. There you go. I was tr- I was I was also thinking about Chicago because they no longer play in Highland Park or wherever that frick that was. And Bridgeview or whatever. Bridgeview, Bridgeview yeah. or that was. They now play at Soldier Field. Right. So I mean, I'm just going to be spending too much time in Miami, so I don't, you know. Oh, there you go. Huh? Just good. What? I'm to Miami. Gonna, you know, I, I don't have a, I won't have a whole lot of time for the loons this season. So yeah, it'll be so you're gonna turn to into the... a heron. What? what? Switching you... birds over here. Yeah. I'm sorry, your you must your connection must be I must be losing you. Did you say you're gonna spend a lot of time in Miami this year? He's, he said say? Miami, yeah. Tony. He said Miami. Oh, Miami, yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Well, Can you I... start your own pot. Start your own podcast. Yeah, I got to start rubbing shoulders with Beckham. There you go. Do it up. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we answered that question for you. Uh, yeah. yeah, hopefully. No one cares uh, about Dave. Some... Well, yeah, he's yeah. Yeah, think of a shame. Dave will be in China. Uh, yeah, of course. And uh, final questions from listener Blake. On a scale of 1 to 10, how worried are you about this offseason, upcoming season, that we haven't made one clear upgrade to our starting 10? I think we much. covered that pretty well already, yeah. actually. Um, <laughs> it's uh, actually, I, how worried are we? Is the so question tens the wor- most worried? Tens most worried? Yeah, yeah, tens most worried. Oh boy. Uh, I will say that uh, Loon's Facts chimed in and said 7.6. So that sounds pretty, like a pretty good number. They're, they're pretty worried. Pretty worried. I think um, that sounds like a pretty good number 7.6. Uh, there's Minnesota have made literally no moves and i have no reason so i have no reason to believe that we'll end up any better than we did last year uh and even you know maybe even a little bit worse because all we've done is either lose guys on loan or um or we've uh sold guys to other teams and we picked up a few people but nobody worth nobody noteworthy yeah Uh, i mean i think we've gotten a year older everywhere um our back line already couldn't get any older um no shit i i would say i think 7.6 is being optimistic um yeah i'd maybe be notch that up to 8.6 or 8.7 or 8.8 even i mean i think i don't i'm not optimistic at all about this season i'm I'm really not i mean unless they make some huge splash in the next three weeks I was at a I was at a five guys. I had to be a little optimistic about it, but then we started talking about it. I went up to like an eight or a nine. It might That's be might right. be the, might be the beer, might be the, the beer a little bit. Blood pressure kicked in a little bit. Blood pressure kicked a little bit. Yeah. The more we talked about what happens upset, when you drink shit. ecto cooler and it's Ghostbusters, so you get freaked out at the ghosts and yeah, the soccer. Yeah, the yeah. ghosts of Loon's past. Yeah, that's right, pretty yeah. much right. Uh, yeah, so I think I think all of us are a bit concerned. I think we're all up in the sevens, eights, and nines. Uh, if Dave was here; he'd probably be at like a six. Yeah, oh, he'd probably be like a three. Up. Yeah, he's yeah, pretty like, optimistic. Nah, yeah. Don't worry, don't worry. He'd probably be like, "Oh, That's we're fine. gonna win the league. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> it's not a big deal. We're good to go. We're fine." Yeah, you know what? Ask ask us that question again in about a month. I would say. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's yeah. true. We should yeah. let's put that on the agenda for like mm-hmm. that right before the Coachella tournament or something like that. Yeah, right? Because yeah, that's yeah. in a month. No, it's only um, a few weeks. No, it's well, only a few weeks, couple like, weeks. And actually, yeah, yeah. So the season starts the end of February. Right. Yeah. 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 And you know, yeah. uh, actually, um, Minnesota's first uh, preseason game is this Wednesday. This Wednesday right. morning. Can't watch it though. Can't watch it. Can't watch it. Uh, nope. But and the the score will only be uh, available at full time on Google. But um, one secret I have found, and thanks to my buddy Scott over in England for this, is if you download the Flash Scores app, um, mm. it it uh, tracks Minnesota. It, you won't you won't be able to watch the game, but it, it'll track Minnesota uh, preseason games. Oh, so, nice. So yeah, download nice. the Flash Scores app. I, I swear by it now. I I mm-hmm. track everything on it. Um, nice. But yeah, they'll uh, well, it's against New York City FC. It doesn't yep. say where they're playing. Um, uh, Dave, David's backyard, actually. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. David's backyard. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. having him over after the game. There you go. Yeah. Got enough yeah. beer? You got enough beer in your kegerator? We'll, we'll send down yeah. some grain belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh god, yes. Uh yeah, so that does it for uh Loon's talk. Uh kind of don't think we really have any history in it right now, do we? No, it's last season. No, shit. not really. It's, uh, okay. Wait a couple a week or two or three. Did, or four. We, did we ever did we have any non-signings over the last five years that happened non- during this very non-signing same day? Yeah. I mean, oh, signings. I mean- over the last five signings, maybe over the last five years, no. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we, I mean, I'm sure there's probably some strikers uh, stuff on here yeah. that from way back in the in the indoor soccer games. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Let's let's check it out. I'm I'm interested now. So we've got January, January. Oh wow! Look at all that. Holy moly! Okay, give us three. Okay, so yeah. okay, give you three. So let's see. Let me see what we got. Uh, oh, okay. So it, today is January 16th. Uh, let's go back a week. First one I'm going to do. <laughs> um, January 10th, 2017, United sign a certain Vadim Demidov from Brand. Oh, there we go. Oh. Wait, what date was that? What date was that? Uh, January 10th in 2017. January 10th. And that was a dark season day. off right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Uh, so what else? What else we got here? Um uh on that same day, two years later, uh United signed Ozzy Alonso. So Ooh, that was brighter. That was a good one. That was a good, yeah. good signing. And then today, um three but three years ago, United traded for Tyler Miller. Oh, there you go. Hmm. Yeah. A right. couple Which... of good couple of good signings yeah there you go it's not yeah. all that bad yeah. yeah two good signings and a bad one yeah but really yeah as meat as meatloaf said two out of three ain't bad that's right yeah. <laughs> i just i just i just quoted a meatloaf song everybody that's right oh boy yeah. you'll never hear another pod other podcasts aren't even talking about meatloaf anymore but no nope. i'm still talking about them. uh well great thanks connor for the little history update for sure um before we go, guys, I have one one funny story to talk about, and this is a very salacious story, very crazy shit going on in Tennessee, guys, uh, just south of Nashville, uh, in a place called where is it? Uh, I don't see where it is. Laverne, Laverne, Tennessee. Hmm. Uh, this uh, Laverne, uh, uh, this Megan Hill Hall, twenty six, of Laverne Police Department in Tennessee, was fired. After a probe found she engaged in sexual relationships with multiple officers. But the story is not really about that. Hmm. It's really uh, the fact that uh, her, and her husband, her husband's very uh, religious. And uh, she claimed that she was in an open relationship. And he was like, no, that's not the case. And uh, she was just fucking around with numerous guys on the job. Uh, his name is Jedediah. He's the son of a pastor. Now yeah. that's um, that's a name that is impossible mm-hmm. not to be religious. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, she had a steamy escapade with six male officers, 
and is heap dis- heap disgrace on a small town. Uh, she got booted off the job for that. Uh, of course, Daily Mail tried to talk to her. She didn't want to talk. Wow, the uh, Daily Mail of all people. Yeah. Huh? All right. Married Hall performed uh, some, uh, 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 you know, sexual relations on colleagues while on duty, had affairs and proposed threesomes with another officer and his wife and whipped off her bikini top at a Girls Gone Wild hot tub party. Wait, um, that's still around? Well, I think it was like a party type of day at a Girls Gone Wild party okay. or something and kind of bit him. Oh, it's not like a, uh, one of those videos, though, like mm. not officially. I love I love the uh, I love Daily Mail. The babyface siren told her hard drinking cop click that she was in an open marriage and tried to recruit her sheriff's deputy husband for swing swinging lessons. However, clean cut Jedediah Hall, her son, wasn't really on board and instead confronted his wife of four years for cheating. Uh, Jason Cole, the mayor of this town of 40,000 people, announced Monday that Hall had been canned along with four officers she alleged to have flings with last year while on and off duty. This is like just off duty crap this was like on duty as well uh i feel like tennessee is a pretty good place for this then yeah pay uh the daily mail can reveal that big-hearted jedediah a former state park ranger with a master's degree from middle tennessee state university is sticking with his wife and is trying to work through their problems now wow that is loyalty i mean and stupidity but loyalty. (laughs) i mean come on come on she fucked around with six dudes on the job. Yeah. And this guy's like, I, I'm going to try to work it out with you, baby. That's ridiculous. That's. Yeah. 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 It was. uh, Yeah. Mm. Uh, City authorities launched an internal inquiry in December after a whistleblower came forward to report that a female cop was having intimate relationships with male colleagues at boozy parties, hotels, and even on police property. Yes. Yeah, she looks like she's uh, whatever. Uh, she uh, yeah, she uh, joined law enforcement in her early twenties. Uh, inquiry learned that Hall shared intimate sexual photos with multiple officers at the Burn Police Department. Colleagues on second shift also noted her heavy drinking and harbored fears about her mental health. Uh, she has some mental health issues too. Well, unfortunately, she did. Sounds like. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, the uh, this one uh, police officer who was investigated uh, included uh, sexual acts he admitted to receiving uh, at the police gym before he returned to his desk to finish his shift. So he was, uh, yeah, doing that stuff there. And uh, wow, yeah, Paul, okay. a married fa- oh. married father, also on duty when Hall performed the same act on him inside their station. Uh, yep, yep. At her okay. house, hotel rooms. Yeah, it was just that freaking, it's a lot of shit going on here, guys. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, like, when, Laverne is, like, right outside of Nashville. It's yeah. not, it's, I think it's still within, like, it, it's probably within a half-hour drive of uh, the of the city center. That mm-hmm. It's not that far. It's not like a town, like, in the middle of nowhere. It's just, like, it's there. It's still there. Uh when they talked to uh, some other guys, they said that this one guy had been pouring vodka down Hall's throat and having drunken sex with her at a Girls Gone Wild party Jeez. on board a colleague's houseboat to celebrate Memorial Day. When Patton quizzed Hall, the uh, woman, about the uh, Rosh's bash, she confirmed her bikini top had come off in the hot tub, and she had been so come drunk off. she fell down a she had fallen down a flight of stairs. She okay, like it accidentally came off. <laughs> I mean. I feel like that statement was kind of ambiguous a little bit. It's yeah. there. There has to be some kind of like, uh, oh, I, I want some wiggle room with this statement. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Uh, in the process of being hired, but during a meeting, the one guy admitted he was naked. Other females got naked. Hall's husband got upset. Which, well, yeah, this is just. Holy shit, this is bad. I mean, That's I was I mean, gonna say it sounds just, like a giant shit show. Oh it was a giant shit show, guys. And, and yeah. this it and and I just go back to this Jedediah guy. And uh I don't know as a 28-year-old dude, and my wife is fucking around with numerous guys in her job. I don't know if I could say, hey, we're, we're gonna work it out. I just don't. 
if they were actually in an open relationship, then sure, I can see it. But like, no, that's he's a, he's a religious guy. There's no way he'd be an open. No, he is a religious, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, there's no way that there's absolutely no they, no way they were in an open relationship. Yeah, uh, so I yeah, I mean, I don't know how this guy can stick by this girl. Like, that's, yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. And it's, I'm sure this happens. <coughs> Not all the time, but it happens all over the place where women or even dudes like get involved yeah. with a bunch of people at work. But a police department, yeah, in this small town just outside of Nashville, forty thousand people. I mean, think about that. Like yeah. their police department is gutted because they decided to fuck around like a bunch of college students. Yeah, I mean, seriously, unbelievable, hmm. unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, like so, there's no, there's literally no other words to describe it. It's just it, it, it's, it's wow, crazy. craziness. Well, yeah, Indeed. and this is the world we live in, guys. Right now, it, yeah, yeah. So uh, on that note, guys, anything you guys want to uh, say before we get out of here? And uh, David goes to bed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think I'm good. I think uh, I think we're all good here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything. Yeah. I'll be in uh, Tampa in a couple of days, so um, so go. yeah. I don't, I'm looking forward to that Florida weather. We'll be down there for about a week, um, and uh, just hanging out with with my sister-in-law and brother-in-law. Probably going to go golfing at least once. So be- yeah, you know, you're coming down for uh, at a good time because this past weekend, ooh, it was chilly. That's what I've been told. That's what I've been told. I think last night's low was 38. The night Mm. before was like 41. I mean, it's been, it's been, obviously it's a lot warmer than up there, but. I was going to say that the low is higher than our high. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For for the Southwest Florida, that's pretty cool. Yeah. They shot up, they shot out the stories again for Florida. If it go on, it's falling from trees. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. There's apparently a Fort Lauderdale news station that has the. Mm -hmm iguana forecast in the winter mm-hmm. oh really <laughs> yeah it's like the falling iguana it's falling iguana temperatures something like that yeah it's oh yeah. wow those things could those things could hurt well, as i was say if it falls right on you yeah 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 i mean seriously chimney christmas i don't know how they don't die when they fall like that i mean well i hear that a lot of them end up getting eaten by alligators well there you go no because they fall so, into the water and then it's oh meal. Kind of yeah. circle of life, circle of life type of deal. I was about to say, yeah. that's the circle of yeah. life. Yeah. Circle yeah. of life. Yeah. Frozen uh, iguana popsicles for alligators. Delicious. Yep. So, uh, well, hopefully uh, next week, uh, Dave can join us. We'll see. Hopefully he's back. Uh, so for, my, for myself, Tony, for David and Connor, we'll talk to you guys probably next week. All right. Sounds good. Go, go, loons. Go, loons.